right, is my mic on? Okay, my mic's on? Good. Okay, so, real good podcast here, guys. Back at it with another episode. Could you imagine if, uh, like, you know there's people that do that little mic check, and they're just alone in their house, and they just want to sound, make it sound more legit than it actually is, so they ask if the mic's on. It's like, dude, the mic's on. You put the mic in the iPad. Don't you know that the mic's on? I need to start doing that every episode. Anyway, we're going to do another solo story, so here we go. Come right on into it. All right, so this story takes place when I was in university. Um, it's pre-homeless days at the university, but not very far pre-homeless. Uh, it was, you know, the semester was coming to an end, and uh, I, had a, uh, I had a motorcycle, but the motorcycle had just had some huge mechanical problems. It was, like, undrivable. And uh, I wanted to go home for the break, obviously. But, you know, there wasn't a lot of options. It was kind of like, you know, the motorcycle's broken and I had a bicycle. So it was bicycle or motorcycle. So I decided, look, I'm going to buckle down. I'm going to do the bicycle ride home. Now, I wasn't actually going to ride home. I was going to ride to my brother's house, which is about... Uh, yeah, maybe 90 miles away, um, which is really, really far, especially for a guy that hasn't done really any long trips. Now, don't get me wrong. I was in good bicycle shape. It was pretty much the only thing I used as transportation when I was in university, and it was a good bike. It was a nice, uh, I think the brand was Raleigh. It was a nice Raleigh bike, very quality Oh, no, 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 it wasn't a Raleigh, it was a, uh, the American, oh, yeah, is that Raleigh? Oh, God, I don't know, whatever, it was a nice bike, what is the American brand? I don't know, I don't know, but whatever, it was nice, okay, that's the point. Now, I was going to drive, uh, ride the bike to my brother's house, and, uh, I knew that, you know, the semester had about two weeks left, I was making the plans about, like, okay, now, can I finish it in a day? Am I going to have to sleep overnight? No, no, no. I need to finish it in a day. That's the deal. Um, I was doing a little bit of training, so I would do maybe like a 20-mile ride one day uh, and see how I felt. Oh, I felt pretty good. I'm feeling like I can do this trip. Because, you know, if you just throw yourself out and do a 90-mile trip and, you know, you get 30 miles into it and you realize you can't freaking complete this thing, that's going to be a problem. So... I was like, screw it, man. I feel good about myself. I feel like I can do this. Uh, so the day came where the trip had to happen. It was the last day of the semester. I was like, all right, I'm done with my classes. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I, I planned the next day I'm going to head out because I didn't want to get a late start or anything. So the next day comes and I leave really early, maybe 6 a.m. in the morning. And from my calculations, it was looking like I could do the whole trip in like under 10 hours or something. Uh, like, probably not a problem at all uh, to do it in under 10 hours. So I was like, if I leave at 6, I can arrive at 4. That's pretty good. I mean, you know, it'll be midday. I'll, I'll feel pretty good about myself. Uh, I definitely wanted to get there before dark because, you know, riding a bicycle on an interstate at nighttime can be a little scary. So I head out, and I had the whole little map planned out on my phone. I was like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go this way, this way, this way, whatever. Now, I did pick... The walking route. That's where I went wrong. I picked the walking route because I was like, I don't want to be on some big major interstate 
where it's either illegal to ride a bicycle on or extremely dangerous to ride a bicycle on. And so I'm going to go the walking route, so it'll be a bunch of back roads. It'll be, you know, nice, enjoyable scenery, good quality trip. So I, uh, I start the trip, and I was like, okay, you know, everything's going good. I'm looking at my map. I'm falling on the roads. And then, sure enough, I come across a, oh, got to take this road, and it's a freaking dirt road. Now, I had a, it was like a road bike bicycle. So the tires are super thin, super sleek, and they are not meant for dirt roads whatsoever. And if you go on a dirt road, that's the thing. I couldn't afford having a tire pop because if a tire popped, oh, I was screwed. So I was like, no, this ain't going to happen. So I ended up having to walk the road, and the road was freaking long, at least two miles long. And I just had to walk the bike the whole way. So that set me back big time. And when I got to the end of the road, I came out on a decent road, but it was still pretty crappy. It wasn't dirt, but it was pretty crappy. And for my tires, I needed a good, solid road. So I was like, ah, oh, golly, what am I going to have to do? So I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to reroute. I'm going to go the car way because I just know it's going to be dirt road after dirt road, and I'm not ready to handle that. So I rerouted it, and you know, it put me about, I'd say, maybe five or six miles off course. Um, but I rerouted to do the car road. And I just was like, screw it. I guess I'll go interstates. I mean, it's better than dirt roads. So I hop on the interstate. And things are actually going really good um, up until about the point I come to the, uh, the Georgia-Alabama state line. Uh, things, for some reason, started getting super windy, like really, really windy. I, I hit this small town that was like the state line town or whatever, and uh, oh my gosh, it was windy. It's like I was pedaling my A off, and I, I felt like I was barely moving. I was like, this is going to be a problem. So... Eventually, like I take a break there and I was like, okay, well, I feel really good that I at least hit the state line. I mean, that's always a big deal on a bicycle. So uh, I keep going. I was like, oh, screw it. I mean, obviously I can't turn back. I just got to keep going. At this point, I was probably like 30 miles into the trip, honestly. And uh, yeah, so I was about a third of the way there. And, you know, the wind starts to go down a little bit. So I'm like, oh, thank goodness, no more wind. And I get on a major interstate. So it's pretty much just like open, clean road for as far as the eye can see. Uh, so, you know, I'm going, I'm going, whatever. And, uh, you know, it gets to the point where I, I hit, oh, man, I started to get exhausted at about like the, I'd say, 70-mile mark. So at about this 70-mile mark, I am freaking exhausted. Like, I'm at the point where initially the plan was to take, like, a little uh, rest maybe every 20 miles. So you do 20 miles, take a little rest, 20 miles, take a little rest, 20 miles, and just do that the whole trip. But uh, it got to the point where I was like, okay, I need to cut this down to, like, 10 miles. And then it got to the point where it's like, okay, I need to cut this down to every 5 miles. And then it got to the point where I was like, F it, man. I'm exhausted. I can barely go on. Like, the amount of sweat that came off of my body was unbelievable. I don't know if you have this problem, but when I sweat, uh, a bunch of salt comes out. I know salt comes out on everybody, but for some reason mine, when it gets in the clothing or on the backpack or on my hat or whatever, it, um, it shows, like it's really visible. It's like white marks all over your, um, whatever the crap is on your skin. So that was getting all over my backpack and my backpack was just like white and salty, the whole thing. It was, uh, it was out of control. I was constantly drinking water, constantly drinking water. 
And, uh, you know, going not very fast, because a lot of the way when I, when I was getting to the end was just like hills. So it was like, oh, you go up a freaking hill. And I kid you not, these hills were like a mile long at least. So you go up like a mile long hill and then you go down a little hill and then you go up a mile long hill and that just seemed to be the way it was. So I got to the point where I was stopping like every three miles towards like the last probably 15 miles of the trip. And I just had to take a little break, you know, get my crap together and, uh, you know, keep going or whatever. But, uh, oh my gosh, it was intense. I have to say it was freaking intense. Uh, I could do it again, I'm sure. But man, it's not easy. It's definitely nothing to just be like, oh yeah, I can knock that out. 90 miles, no problem. No, it's, it's a problem. Because uh, I was on a good bike, and dear goodness, it, it was rough. But anyway, uh, I finally get to the town. I finally get to the town, and it's a decent-sized town. And uh, in the town, there's a, uh, there's a university, a pretty big university. And uh, it's University of West Georgia. And it's big enough for them to have, like, frat houses and stuff like that or whatever. So... I contact my brother, and apparently he's out of town. Like, for some reason, I didn't do the, the planning or something about meeting up with him. But he was out of town doing, like, work or something. I don't know what he was doing. But he's like, oh, man, I'm not at the house, man. I was like, oh, my gosh, are you serious? He's like, yeah. So I, I go 90 miles to meet my brother at his house, and he's not there, and the door's locked. So it's like, what F? Is this going to be another sleeping in the Walmart situation? Good gosh. And uh, it was a little cold, so it was too cold to just, like, sleep under the stars. Um, so I was like, dear goodness, man, this is some crap. So I get there, and obviously I'm broke, because throughout all of college, I was broke as a mother effer. Uh, so, you know, I couldn't, like, you know, find a nice chill cafe to sit at for, like, five hours. Uh, and then just hope that I can take a nap there or something. But, uh, yeah, so it starts to get dark, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? So I look up the Walmart. I'm like, oh, should I go to the Walmart? The Walmart was kind of far away, and I just I knew how it went last time I slept in a Walmart. So I was like, ugh. And then I noticed, oh, oh, boy, there was some frat parties going on. And frat parties, I don't know if you've ever been to a frat party, but they are very open to the public, okay? If you look college age, which at the time I was college age, you got a good chance of getting in there because you just kind of blend in. Like you just show up and it's like, hey, what's that party? And when people are drunk and having a party, they, they're not quick to just be like, hey, who are you? Get out of here. Like they won't do that because there's so many people at these parties. You could be anybody. Maybe the guy that sees you doesn't know you, but he doesn't know that one of his friends doesn't know you. So it's, it's just kind of fair game. You just walk up and go in. And frat houses are always fresh. They're always nice. So uh, it's, a, it's a great place to crash. So I was like, well, screw it, man. They, they're having a little party going on. And everybody seemed to be out back, like behind the house. And just kind of like, I guess there was like a band or something playing out there. But I was drinking, playing games, whatever. So I was like, well, screw it, man. They're out there. The front door's open. So I was like, well, I'm just going to go on in. And uh, yeah, just find like a sofa or something, just crash on it. And, and you know, when somebody sees me, they're not going to be thinking, oh, who's, who's this homeless guy crashing on our couch? They're going to be thinking, oh, the guy had a ham night at the party. He crashed. And gosh, that's adorable. Look at this guy. So they're not, they're not going to know anything. They're not going to expect anything. So I get on the couch and uh, I was like, all right, yeah, this is good. You know, the, the climate in the house was very warm or whatever. So I was like, all right, yeah, I'll crash here. 
So I, I, you know, start to get asleep and I realize, oh, you know, I had a backpack and the backpack had like a lot of money in it. Well, not, you know, for me, it was a lot of money. It was probably like 200 bucks. And uh, for me, that was so much money because, you know, I was broke throughout all of college. And uh, that was supposed to last me for like the whole Christmas break or something. I don't know. But uh, yeah, so I got there. I was like, okay, well, I better like hold this backpack or like hug it. This is a technique I use when I sleep. Uh, in public, because I know, you know, if you're hugging your bag, it's going to be really difficult for somebody to dig through your bag and steal your crap without you waking up. So I was like, well, I'll just hug the bag, whatever, it's no big deal. And uh, yeah, so I, I try to go to sleep. Now, two people come into the room, it was a guy and a girl, and there was a bed in the room that I was in. And, uh, you know, they sound like they're drunk, having a good time. And they get into the bed, and they're like, you know, all giggly and stuff. And uh I don't think they banged, but if I wasn't in there, they were totally going to bang. Uh, but I think me being in there, because they noticed me, they're like, oh, like I heard them. Oh, God, fireworks. I'm sorry, guys. China, they're always shooting fireworks. Hold up. Good gosh. Okay, whatever. I'll keep going. So they noticed me in the room, and they were like, uh, they were like, oh, dude, who's that? Who's that sleeping on the couch? And the girl's like, I, I don't know, blah, 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 whatever. And they were like, oh my gosh, whatever. So they got into the bed. I could hear them talking about me. I was still awake. And uh, they get in the bed and they start like, you know, I can tell they're messing around, doing whatever, I don't know. But um, yeah, I, that was pretty much that. So I just went to sleep after that. And I guess they went to sleep too. And uh, I, I woke up the next morning and those two people were not in the bed anymore. It was just me. And... Uh, I I looked in my bag and I saw that the uh, the money was gone, and I was like, "You've got to be effing kidding me!" Now the bag was on the floor. I will say that the bag was on the floor. So maybe I like was hugging it and then dropped it mid sleep, and then somebody came by and was like, "Who's this freak mother effer? They're trying to sleep in our house." And they went to my bag and took my money. I don't know. I guess that's what happened. I don't know what else would have happened, but uh, the money was gone, and I was like, "You've got to be kidding me!" Because in that situation, I mean, that's crucial. You lose 200 bucks, that's a massive setback. You, you borderline went from, I'm a normal citizen, to, hey, I'm borderline homeless now. Uh, so it was a miss. I mean, don't get me wrong. I got a great night of sleep. It was phenomenal. And, you know, whatever. But if you do the math, it's like, yeah, I could have gotten a freaking hotel for like 100 bucks. That would have been nice. Uh, I would have had the time of my life, and I would have saved 100 bucks. So, yeah, you know, you live, you learn. But uh, I was like, screw it, man. These little losers are going to steal my money. I'm going to shower because I needed a shower. So I, uh, yeah, I went in their shower. I took a shower. No big deal. Uh, and there was actually a guy that walked in the, because it was kind of like a shower, like a kind of community thing for the frat guys. There was a guy that walked in when I was in there and uh, like, I guess to brush his teeth or something. He's like, eh, and like, he didn't think anything of it. I was like, oh, good gosh. So, <laughs> So yeah, that was pretty much that. And uh, after that, I got my bag, got the crap out of there. And the following day, like my friends, they were going to an NBA basketball game in Atlanta. So they picked me up and uh, yeah, I just joined them and had a blast in Atlanta. But uh, yeah, I will say the next day, my legs were so dead. Oh my gosh, my legs were dead. And uh, I mean, I could barely freaking walk. It was ridiculous. But yeah, that was a story about me cycling to my brother's house 90 miles, which was pretty intense, sleeping in a frat house and getting robbed. So hope you guys enjoyed it. 
and I will see you next time on Real Good Podcast.